welcome to the Truth Radio Sunday morning live stream. Today we are so honored to have with us Pastor Daryl Sparks, who pastors in Portland, Oregon at the Palace of Praise, United Pentecostal Church International. We know you'll be blessed this morning by his sermon of hope. We are asking our listeners today, as Pastor Sparks is preaching, to join with him in the time of prayer and turn your home into a place of prayer. We're asking the time of worship to join with them in your home and make your house a place of worship, to allow for God's presence to dwell in your home with you and your family. We know that you'll be blessed today, and we thank you for listening to Truth Radio. Your promise still stands 
Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence. You've never failed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence. You've never failed me. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. So I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You've made a way where there was no. Somebody lift your hands and declare this over your situation. Sing it again. We sing. I've seen you move. You've moved the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You've made a no way, and I believe one more time I feel his presence we see. I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. You've made a way where there was no way, and I believe I'll see you do it again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands, and this is my confidence. You've never failed me. Make way through the waters, walk me through the What you are famous for, shut the mouths of lions, bring dry bones to life, and do what you are famous for, what you are famous for, make way through the waters. Praise the Lord, everyone. It's great to be with you again on this Sunday morning here in the state of Oregon. We've had a beautiful week this week, weather's been fantastic and I hope all of you are doing well it was good to talk to most of you and it's good to hear that most of you are doing well thank the Lord for that and I'm thankful for God's provisions because God has been providing miraculously for so many of you and that's an answer to prayer and I hope you will continue to pray for one another for the palace of praise before we get into our message today, I would like for us to pray. I would like for us to pray for our nation in this world. Pray for our leadership, President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence. I'd ask for you to please pray for one another 
our families, those that are in the midst of a battle. I preached a message on Wednesday night and the Lord has confirmed that it was exactly what we needed. There are people that are in a fight and in a struggle. And we need God to help us. I know these are stressful times. These are different times. and We've never walked this road before. But I know God is with us during this journey. So I would like for us to pray also for the other churches of the Oregon District. The Graves, our district superintendent for our neighboring churches and pastors. If you join with me and let's pray right now. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we are thankful, God, again, for Your goodness and Your mercy and kindness to us. We're thankful, Lord, again, God, for the day that You have made. And it is truly a day that is made by the hand of our God and provided for us, Lord, as an opportunity to serve You, Lord, in spirit and in truth. Pray, God, that You would be with this nation, Lord, in this world. During this pandemic, God, that You would use this time, Lord, to awaken inside of the minds and the hearts of people, Lord, the very acknowledgement, Lord, that You exist and that You are a God that sits on the throne forever and ever. Pray, God, that You would be with our nation, Lord, be with the leadership of this nation, be with President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence, help these men, Lord, I pray, in all the decisions that they make, that You would direct them, Lord Jesus, as their decisions affect, God, this nation and also this world. I pray, God, that You would be with the churches of the Oregon District, that You would be with the pastors and the saints of God of every one of these churches. Give pastors wisdom and direction, Lord, in these days, O oh God, that lie before us, decisions that will face each and every one of us, of when we are supposed to open the church, God, and what we are supposed to do, Lord, in implementing, O oh God, opening the doors. I pray, God, give us wisdom, Lord, because we need Your direction. I pray, God, for those, Lord, at the palace of praise that are in midst of a battle, whether it's physically, God, that You would touch and heal their bodies, or whether it's mentally, Lord Jesus, that You would encourage them and strengthen their mind and help them. And those that are in a battle, Lord, spiritually, God, that You would gird them, Lord, with Your anointing. Help them, Lord, in the midst of their battle. Give them wisdom to make the right decisions. And God, again, I thank You for Your provisions, Lord. But also, God, ask You continue, Lord, providing the needs of the saints of God. And Lord, help each and every one of us, Lord, that we would truly be a light that is set on a hill. Shining, God, in this world, Lord, in these last days. I pray, God, that You would help me today in handling the Word of God and delivering the Word of God, that souls would hear it and be touched today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We give You all glory and honor. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I'm excited today to be able to bring the Word of the Lord to you. Uh, the Lord gave me this word, and there was several parts in this message today that God just gave me revelation about the Word of God, things I had never seen before. I want to draw your attention to two portions of Scripture in two different Psalms. One is Psalm 42, and the other one is Psalm 63. 
Psalm 42, and Psalm 63. Two different psalmists write these two psalms. It's not the same writer in both of them. Starting with verse 1 of Psalm 42, it says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after Thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So panteth my soul after Thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. And now Psalm 63 and verse number 1. This is a psalm of David. It says, O God, Thou art my God. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see Thy power and Thy glory, so as I have seen Thee in the sanctuary. Again, I want to draw your attention to the latter part of verse number 1. Early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I was praying about this portion of Scripture and studying it. I believe this relates to us today. It says, My soul longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And I believe this nation is in a very dry place. It is a land that is truly thirsty where no water is. It's a land where there is so much stuff and so much information and so many things available. Available on the internet, available on the radio, available through all types of social items. But even in all of those things, this world is still a very dry place where no water is. My message today is titled, Always Near the Water Source. Always Near the Water Source. <clears throat> I didn't say we always drink from the water source. I just said the source is always near. As you may conclude today, I'm going to be preaching about water. And as you very well know, water is extremely important. About 71% of the earth's surface is covered with water. Water also exists in the air as water vapor. It's in rivers and lakes and ice caps and glaciers. It's in the ground, and that's called soil moisture. And even in you and in your dog, water is almost everywhere. The human body is roughly 80, 65 to 75% water. It's hard for us to get our minds around, but 
it's roughly about 65 to 75 percent water. That means the majority of your body is comprised of water. Without this water, you cannot survive. Why, you might ask? Water is required throughout your entire body. Water is found inside body cells. It's found within blood vessels and between blood cells. So water is required if you are going to live. There's another word that is used oftentimes, and it relates to water. It's called dehydration. Dehydration is a term used to describe a person's low water level. Dehydration occurs when more water and fluids leave the body than enter it. Or it's when we fail to replenish what is being lost during everyday activities. Let me say that again. It's when we fail to replenish what is lost during everyday activities. See, God created every one of us with this sophisticated water management system that helps us regulate our water levels and keep them balanced. God installed in each one of us a thirst mechanism which tells us when we need to increase fluid intake. How many of you have ever made this statement? I'm thirsty. I'm so very thirsty. Now probably that I, since I've said that, some of you in the next few moments are probably going to start feeling like you're thirsty. The reason why is because God installed that mechanism called thirst. It is like a light on the dashboard of your vehicle indicating that you need fluid. It's the same in our spiritual man. God has installed a mechanism that causes our spiritual man to thirst. But the key is, for what? When a person is dehydrated, just any fluid won't do. Some fluids would be detrimental to your health. It would create more issues than it would resolve. See, some people, when they're thirsty, they want to drink a soda or some other type of sugar drink when they're really thirsty. And sometimes this only adds to the issue of being thirsty. The reality is when we are thirsty, we're going to seek after something to quench or to satisfy our thirst. It's important for us to reach for the right things when we need to hydrate. Let me say it again. It's important for us to reach for the right things when we need to hydrate. During this time of separation from the church body as we're experiencing right now with not being able to come together on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, we can definitely suffer from spiritual dehydration. We need to be careful what we are ingesting during this time. If we are ingesting dry foods, our foods with little or no water, they can cause us to be dehydrated spiritually. Let me, let me say that again. If we are ingesting through our eye gates and our ear gates, dry foods or foods that don't have very much water content, we can become dehydrated spiritually. Why? Because water is important. 
Pioneers plotted their journey based on where the water was located. It's important that they stayed close to a water source. Would you look at all the major cities? They are located near a water source. They understood the importance of being near a water source. Being near a water source can generate growth and also sustain growth. Let me say that again. This is important. Being near a water source can generate growth and sustain growth. It can also make people want to stay where they are. That's why we need the church. We need to be close to a source of water. Yes, there were people who piped their source of water to their location, but they took the risk of that source being interrupted or contaminated. It was best to go directly to the source. Can I say it again? It was best for them to go directly to the source. It's definitely better to dip your cup into the source instead of having it pumped remotely to you somewhere else. You may feel like you are doing just fine with these internet services and online meetings and connections, but the reality is we need to be near the source. See, what brought the woman to the well to, to meet Jesus? It was the need for water. A need for physical water caused her to come to the well. Let me state it like this. The physical needs of water led to her spiritual need for water being met. A person can live several days without food, but not without water. The human body needs lots of water to function correctly, and a person may only survive a few days without it. Many other factors such as a person's activity levels and their environment also pay, play an essential role. So there is no reliable way to tell how quickly someone would die from dehydration. That's the reason why no one can give me a definite answer to how long you can live without water because there are several factors that figure into the equation. Because there are several factors that are figured into the equation that we must consider that we need to be careful with what we allow into our life. I want to present to you a very familiar Old Testament story for your consideration today. It's a story that occurred in the life of Elijah. Everybody say Elijah. Elijah did many, many great things through the power of God. Elijah was the mighty prophet of God and was used to deliver a message to the king of Israel. But once he had delivered the message to the king, God gives him these instructions in verse number 3 of 1 Kings chapter 17. In 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse number 3, these are the instructions that God gives to the man of God. Get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide. Everybody say hide. Hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is, beyond Jordan. Now look at God's instructions. He instructed the prophet, who had just been greatly used by God, to locate himself by a water source. Because God knew 
that even the greatest and most anointed man of God needed to be close to a source of water. Can I just tell someone, you never get so big that you don't need a source of water. You always need to stay close to a source of water. You may question if that was God's motive. Well, look at verse 4 of 1 Kings 17. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Wow! Get this, church. I've got a message for somebody today, and you need to hear your pastor today. Do you see what's happening in this story? Elijah was quarantined by God. Get your mind around that. He was isolated by God because God said, go hide yourself. He did not tell Elijah to take his entourage with him and take a whole group of people with him. God quarantined him. God isolated him. Yet, look at the promise of God. God said, I will miraculously provide you with food. Matter of fact, I'm going to use an instrument to feed you, the raven, that I labeled as unclean to Moses. Go look in the Old Testament. You're going to find out where God said, hey, these are part of the unclean. And you'll find that the raven is mentioned in that group of birds that were labeled unclean. Because I can use what was once labeled unclean as a tool in my hand to minister to my servants. That's what God was saying. Why? Because God created all things. And God said, I can change anything I have created to use it for my purpose. Get your mind around this. God said, I will miraculously provide your food. But I need you to stay close to a source of water. Can I just preach for just a moment here? I just feel the Holy Ghost right now. Jesus said in John 7 and 38, 8, 7 and 38 of John, He said this, He that believeth on me as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly, out of his belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. I'm talking about living waters. It's not dead waters. It has life, folks, because it can transform a person dead in sins to alive in Christ. My Lord and my God, this blows my mind. Jesus uses the word rivers to demonstrate the abundance of the supply of living waters. It's a source of water that cannot be tapped out. There's an abundance of pardon. There's an abundance of regeneration. There's an abundance of justification. There's an abundance of mercy. There's an abundance of grace. I'm talking about rivers of living water. Someone shout, rivers of living water. Oh, shout it again. Rivers of living water. Remember, God told Elijah he needed to stay close to a source of water. And he would miraculously provide his food. I want to apply that to us today. This pandemic has isolated us from one another, both physically and to an extent spiritually. But we have been equipped with a way to provide spiritual food to God's people. It's online services. 
and radio waves. Can I insert this thought? The internet has been a source that many have labeled as, are you ready for this? Unclean by many apostolics. And it's true. It's been used for every wicked thing unimaginable. But God is using what some labeled as unclean as a way to provide people with a spiritual meal and a word from God. It may not be the perfect way, but it worked. Where God placed Elijah wasn't the perfect or the ideal situation, but it was necessary under the present conditions that were in Israel. Ready? It was God's plan to sustain God's anointed because it doesn't matter how bad it gets during any situation, God always has a plan to sustain His people. I said God always has a plan to sustain His people because the righteous has never been forsaken or His seed out begging for bread. Can somebody shout Amen? Online may not be the perfect situation, but it's getting spiritual food to the people. Yeah, the Raven delivery service may not have been the best way. It may not compare to Uber Eats or Grubhub, but it sustained the man of God, and it was God's way. Because God was never, God was never going to let what was going on in the present environment or what was going on in the nation at that time destroy His anointed one. Because God has a long-term plan that could not be derailed by a short-term crisis. Let me say that again. Because God had a long-term plan that could not be derailed by a short-term crisis. God's plan is always greater than the crisis. You've heard the statement, the means to the end. With God, the means is not designed to destroy the end. God's path to the miracle is never designed to prevent the miracle, but to showcase the miracle. Let me say that again and relate that to our story today with Elijah. God's path to the miracle is never designed to prevent the miracle, but to showcase the miracle. God will always provide for His people. Somebody shout amen. I'm here to tell you, God will always provide for His people. Elijah, it may seem to you that it's on the wings of a prayer, and that pun intended there, or seem like a flighty idea, but God will always come through. When you look at 1 Kings 17, 3 and 4 again, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. God had control of the ravens. Not only could he put the food and provide the food to the raven, then he provided the way the food would get to the prophet. Oh, my God is in control today. God is getting the message of truth outside of the walls of the church. And to some, they say, unclean, unclean, 
unclean, unclean. But thank God that God is helping the message to get outside of the church. Hear me. Get this from the message that is enclosed inside of verse 3 and 4. First, get yourself beside the brook of Cherith is what God told Elijah. Hear me. A change was required. Say it with me. A change was required. I'm letting that soak in for just a moment because church, you need to get your mind around this. A change was required. Elijah couldn't stay where he was, even if it was a place where God mightily used him. Can I tell you what Cherith means? Cherith means a place of cutting or a place of separation. Someone shout a place of separation. Say it again, a place of separation. You need to get your mind around this. God, could God have led us to a place of Cherith in this world in the year 2020? A place of cutting and a place of separation. Remember where Elijah was? It was also in a place of isolation. Isolation. Could God be separating us so He can get us ready for the next step? I wish I had time to preach that message today. Maybe I'll do that on another day. I, I can't go down that rabbit trail right there. But could God be separating us so He can get us ready for the next step? This is something else I discovered in my studies, that the brook of Cherith was a seasonal brook. Wow! When I read that, I went, whoa! Man, God, you're talking. The brook of Cherith was a seasonal brook. Someone say seasonal brook. Can I tell you that when God sent Elijah there, He never intended for him to remain there forever. I believe this is just a season we are passing through here in this world. I think it's a season that we are passing through at the Palace of Praise. Are you ready? Because we are heading to a mountaintop experience. Oh, can you feel the power of the Holy Ghost right there? Come on. I believe this is just a season we are passing through because we are heading to a mountaintop experience. Did you hear me there? Am I coming through loud and clear? Testing? Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? I'm telling you, I believe this is just a season we are passing through while we're heading to a mountaintop experience. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. Maybe you want to do a Holy Ghost dining room dance right there. Shout hallelujah. Folks, I believe we're heading to a higher place. I believe we're heading to a greater move of God. I believe we're heading to a depth in God we've never been to before. I believe we're heading to a great outpouring and a revealing of the power of our God. Somebody shout, Amen. Why don't you high five someone? And if no one's there, then high five yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are great. Hallelujah. I believe the church is still on a journey. And I'm going to keep following Jesus. If you made up your mind, you're just going to keep following Jesus. Elijah decided to stay to the, by the brook, folks. And we got to sure, say sure that we stay by the water source too. 
Hallelujah. Elijah didn't know he would be on the mountaintop. All he could see was the canyons surrounding the brook. See, Elijah had to be isolated before he could see fire come down out of heaven. Oh, he had to be isolated before he could witness the miraculous power of God. Before he could see a revival occur in Israel, it required isolation. It was after his time of isolation by the brook and in Seraphat that we witness this event as found in 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse number 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. It had an effect on them. It had an effect on them. And they said, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Somebody hear me with what I'm about to say right now. Elijah went through isolation to bring about revelation to a nation. Elijah went through isolation to bring about a revelation to a nation. What a small price this is to pay if it gives the people of this world a revelation of our God. If someone proclaims after this pandemic who would have never proclaimed it before, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. And we know His name is Jesus. And can you shout, Jesus Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. Oh, I'm going to say it again. Elijah went through isolation to bring about a revelation to a nation. I wish I could preach this message to everybody in the world today. I believe this was demonstrated in our story today. But look at the instructions he gave to Elijah. Now I think this is very interesting. God instructed him to do something that seems like it would have just been obvious to Elijah. But for some reason, God felt it was important to tell him. Look at the words He tells him. He says to him, That thou shalt drink of the brook. God was telling Elijah, I'm putting you near the brook, or a source of water, not just so you can feel comfortable by knowing you are near a water source, but you need to drink from the source of water if you're going to survive. Elijah, it's your responsibility. Somebody shout, your responsibility. Elijah, it's your responsibility to drink and stay full of water. Can I assert this thought? I believe too many people have been consulting themselves with the fact they are keeping themselves near a water source. Let me say that again. I believe too many people have been consoling themselves with the fact that they are keeping themselves near a source of water. We got too many Sunday go-to-meeting saints. They park their carcass near the source of water. Service after service after service. They pull up a pew beside the brook 
of water and the rivers of living water, but they never drink from the source of water. We've got too many people who are bringing their inflatable water toys to church with them. They love to splash around in the waters and they enjoy refreshing feeling of the waters, but all they get is what they can feel on the outside. But we need a church full of people who bring drinking mugs and drinking jugs to church, not to see how much they can get on them, but how much they can get in them. Let me say it again. We need a church that is so hungry for God and thirsting so much for God that they bring their vessel open to the house of God to see how much they can get in them and not just on them. We need people who don't only feel the Holy Ghost but are full of the Holy Ghost. We got too many people who feel God at church, but don't take God when they leave the church. This pandemic is making people get to the water source if they're going to make it. Somebody shout, Amen. We need people, we need people to really hunger and thirst after God. Oh, somebody shout, Hallelujah! Oh, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Elijah it's not about how close you are to the water, but how much you drink of the water. That's another message can be preached from this story, but I don't have time to go there either. Here's a fact. And you can't just pick any place to drink. You need to drink from the waters where I place you. God wasn't just placing Elijah in a place where water could be found. Because there was a number of places where water could be found. But there was a second element that God figured into the equation. Hear me. It was a safe place. Everybody say a safe place. It was a safe place to be. Because it was the place where God wanted him to be. Why? Because God knew what the future held for Elijah. That's another sermon I wish I could expound on there too. There are two elements we need to consider during this time of isolation. The church is providing, by the means of internet and online services, a spiritual meal for people. And thank God we have this avenue to be able to do this today. Thank God for Truth Radio. And I thank Darian for taking the time to edit these things and get them all together and upload them so we could hear these today. And thank you, Truth Radio and Darian, for doing this. It's important that you make an effort to receive and partake of the food that's provided. Just like Elijah had to accept and eat the food from the raven, I'm sure Elijah wasn't impressed with the means by which his food was provided. It wasn't the ideal situation, but folks, it kept him alive. But God never promised Elijah that he would keep him comfortable, but he would sustain him. But here's something that's really important. Let me insert right back there too. God never promised Elijah that he would keep him comfortable, but he would sustain him. I believe when we come out of this thing, this pandemic, I believe lots of us are going to have a greater appreciation for every church service and the way God allows us to come together and hear the Word of God. But here's something else that's really important. You need to stay near the source of water. 
I'm not talking about the water that comes out of your faucet. I'm referring to those living waters. Yet, I feel like I need to tell someone like God told Elijah, but just being near the source isn't enough. Just being near the source isn't enough. I believe it's time for the church to deflate their inflatable water toys and to grab the biggest vessel you can get and start dipping into the water. You have to be drinking regularly from the source if you're going to make it in these days. Elijah, you can't do a lot about where your food is coming from, how much food is provided, or even what kind of food you'll get. You're just going to have to get what you get. But you can't. You are in total control. Someone say, I'm in total control. Someone say, I'm in total control. Hear me. I'm in total control of how often. Come on, someone. I'm in total control of how often. I said how often. How much of that water you consume. Elijah, you can drink as much and as often as you want to. You can drink in the morning. You can drink in the evening. You can drink during the daytime. You can drink at the nighttime because the water is available 24-7. You may not have access to a sermon or a message 24-7. The internet may be down or your CD player isn't working properly, but God has given you access to rivers of living water 24 Four, seven. Physically, you can go longer without food than you can without water. You may be able to make it without a sermon or a message for a while, but you will never make it without the Holy Ghost. You need it every day, and I challenge you today, not only be near the water source, but dip your cup into the water source in prayer, in the reading of the Word of God. Get God in you. Get God all over you, church. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. God gave us a promise in Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Honey, if you're not hungering and you're not thirsting after righteousness, you have no guarantee that you are going to be fulfilled, that you're going to be filled. But if you are really thirsting, God has given you a promise He will be there with more than you can drink. The question isn't, is there enough water for me? The question is, how thirsty am I? The thirsty folks seek for water. The psalmist stated in Psalm 63. The psalm stated in Psalm 63. It says this again. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body yearns for you in a dry and weary land without water. For he satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with Goodness, Isaiah 55 and 1. I love this verse of scripture. It says, Ho, oh, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, 
Because you can't buy this Holy Ghost thing. You don't have enough money to buy this Holy Ghost thing. It says, but he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, because it's not bought with a dollar bill. I know a lot of our economics have been affected by this pandemic, but honey, it doesn't matter whether you got a million dollars in the bank or if your banking account is in the red. It does not matter. I'm here to tell you today, you can find yourself beside the rivers of living water. If you've got a hunger and you've got a thirst after God, you can dip your cup, the cup of life, into those living waters and be filled up. He says, buy and eat, yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and you labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat the eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Man, what an invitation for God. An invitation for people to dip into the living waters today. Honey, all he wants is you in exchange for the rivers of living water. John 4 and 13 says this, And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You're going to get thirsty if you drink a gallon of water today. Tomorrow you're going to be thirsty again. But Jesus said, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of, well of water springing up into everlasting life. Is this pandemic causing you to feel dehydrated spiritually? Then I encourage you to go to the source of water, to our God. Isaiah said in Isaiah 41 in verse number 17. Isaiah 41 in verse number 17. This is what he said. When the poor and the needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in the... Oh, my Lord. I will open rivers in the high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys, and I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Oh, hallelujah. God from every place... Every, every place, every place can cause water to come forth to minister to people. He said, I will open up rivers in the high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. Folks, I know some of you feel like you're going through the wilderness right now, but God said, I can turn this wilderness around and make it a pool of water. I, I can make it a place where you can get all the water you want as long as you desire to get your fill of the living water. I hear an open invitation to you today in John chapter 7 and verse number 37. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Though the question today is this, and I asked each and every one of you who are listening to me today, 
Are you thirsty for God? Are you thirsty for God? God is right there right now. I don't care how dry it may seem that it has been in your home. I don't care how dry it may have seemed that it's been in your life the last few weeks because we haven't been able to get together into fellowship and because of all of the adverse things that have gone on in your life and all the difficulties you have faced. Because again, I want to remind you of what Isaiah said. When the poor and the needy seek water and there is none, when you're looking everywhere in this world to try to find an answer to that thirst that needs to be quenched, and their tongue faileth them for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I'm here to tell you, God is in the room with you right now. God has not forsaken you. God has not forsaken the church. God has not forsaken this world. God is still on the throne and He's still the Almighty God of heaven. He's still the source of living water for every individual who's hearing the sound of my voice today. And verse 18 again, I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. Is there anybody thirsty out there today who would like to dip your cup into the living waters? Would you join with me right now and let's pray. God, I'm thankful, Lord Jesus, that you are faithful. I thank you, God, that you, Lord, are in control of all things. You are still the God who sits upon the throne of glory. Your power, O oh God, is not diminished, Lord, through this pandemic. You are still truly the Almighty God who has reigned forever and ever. You are still the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And you, O oh Lord Jesus, today are able to meet every need, God, that is here today. Lord, you see the hearts of individuals right now that are sitting in their homes. Tears in their eyes, God, as you are dealing with them. Tears, Lord Jesus, that are streaming down their cheeks right now, God, as your anointing is moving, Lord, into their room. Lord, as you are moving, God, into their homes and into their lives, God. I pray, Lord, it would be more than just a feeling. I pray, God, that you would give us a hunger, Lord, and stir within us a desire, God, to reach out and have you fill us, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, for those, Lord, that have not yet received the living water on the inside, that right now as they begin to repent and ask God to forgive them of every sin, and they ask you, Lord, forgiveness, God, and then begin to worship you, that, Lord, you would open up the windows of heaven. Pour out, O oh God, the rains, O oh Lord, of the Holy Ghost upon them. And flood them, God, with your anointing. That they, O oh Lord Jesus, would be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus right now, God, minister, Lord, to every need, God. And strengthen the people of God and every saint of God, Lord, that is in the midst of a struggle. Let them feel, God, that water overflowing in their life. Let them feel, O oh God, as you gush, O oh Lord, upon them uh, in their hearts and in their minds, Lord, the water of the Holy Ghost. Let it fill them, God, Jesus, I pray, and change, God, their thoughts, Lord, that they would fix their minds. God upon you. 
Lord, work your will, God, in each and every one of their lives. We ask all of these things in the wonderful name of Jesus today and give you, God, all glory and honor and praise. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost and you may want to continue to pray. But I'm going to sign off here today. And uh, I haven't mentioned anything about money and I'm not asking money today. But we have just gone through our Save Our Children's time of receiving an offering for our kids in the state, in this nation. I have not mentioned anything about an offering at all. Not one time on this broadcast in all these weeks have I mentioned anything. But we are past the deadline. Easter was when we would have received that offering. And they're wanting me to try to get an offering together. I, uh, so I'm not putting any pressure on anybody. But if you would like to give to save our children, then you can do that on Tithely. You can go on our the website, palaceofpraiseupc.com. Click on that little thing at the top. It says Tithe. And you can give right there. It, it goes to the general offering and just make a note that you want it to go to save our children or you can do it on your own app at home to save our children. I know we didn't get, weren't able to do our contest and we won't be able to do that. We'll just have to see how it goes, but we're still gonna do the contest, men against women, so we'll see who wins. So if you would like to give to that cause, go ahead and do that in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. Until we are able to meet again, may God keep you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Till I 